The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Governor Glenn Youngkin's tip line for parents is no more. As Ben Pavier with VPM News reports, a spokesperson said the administration shut down the email address in September because it wasn't getting many responses. Youngkin announced the email address shortly after his inauguration in January. He urged parents to send examples of cases where their children's rights were allegedly being violated or of, quote, inherently divisive practices in classrooms. But critics like Delegate Don Scott, the top lawmaker in Virginia's House of Delegates, described it as a, quote, snitch line designed to stoke division. And it just goes to show you that, you know, he needs to focus on doing his job and not on on promoting the culture wars and trying to intimidate teachers. The administration blocked public records requests to see submissions to the address. Some media organizations, including NPR, sued. The administration eventually handed over 350 emails as part of a settlement. The emails include a student who objected to the way their teacher taught the English epic poem Beowulf, and parents upset over masking requirements in schools. Ben Pavier, VPM News. The Cordish Companies is considering a Wagner Road location for a potential casino in Petersburg, according to the Richmond Times-Dispatch. Petersburg City Council approved the project in a closed session last month. State Senator Joe Morrissey said the project would not move forward if it would have to compete with a casino in the Richmond area. A previous proposal for a Richmond casino from developer Urban One was rejected by a referendum last year. A study by the Joint Legislative Audit and Review Commission found that casino projects in both cities could coexist. Senator Morrissey argued that Petersburg should get the chance to vote before the introduction of a second referendum in Richmond. The Chesapeake Bay Foundation recently released a report on the economic benefits of fighting agricultural pollution in the Bay. Laura Fillion with partner station WHRO has more. New data gathered by the foundation show ways farmers can reduce agricultural pollution. They focus on the impact of those practices on local economies. Farmers can use strategies like planting trees along the water, keeping livestock out of waterways, and keeping fields from being overgrazed. They say these methods bring jobs and money to localities by using local labor to build fences, herd animals, and plant trees. The foundation and other nonprofits have been working for years to comply with the Chesapeake Clean Water Blueprint. They've committed to specific pollution reduction targets by 2025. That was Laura Fillion reporting. There are times when people calling 911 in Richmond or Chesterfield County will hear a recorded message. That could be due to a high number of calls or because of staffing issues, according to WRIC. Area emergency communication departments have struggled to staff up since the pandemic. Chesterfield is operating at about 75% of full employment, and Richmond is at about 55%. If callers do get a recording, Karen Gill with the Richmond Department of Emergency Communications says don't hang up. Callers will lose their spot in line and will have to wait even longer to speak with someone. The driver of a septic truck was killed Wednesday when it overturned on Interstate 95 in Richmond. Brent Zarzinski of Chesterfield was 36 years old. The fatal crash happened around noon near the Belvedere Street overpass. 
A tractor trailer carrying a load of I-beams struck the overpass. The septic truck collided with the beams and caught fire. Zarzinski died at the scene of the crash. Authorities told WRIC that the driver of the tractor trailer was not injured and was wearing a seatbelt. I-95 was fully reopened to traffic early Thursday morning. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. PM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.